<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Doubling your revenue is no easy task. You need to set well-defined goals, create meaningful connections with your customers, and discover new distribution channels and marketing opportunities along the way, which is something that Elise Ahrens knows a thing or two about. In the midst of a pandemic that has pummeled the fashion industry, the former co-founder of Kate Spade has led the luxury lifestyle brand Francis Valentine to double its revenue. Needless to say, I can't wait to chat with Elise about how she's grown the brand exponentially, including the old school marketing strategy she tapped to increase the brand sales by 40%. So without further ado, let's get right into it and welcome to the work party, Elise. Hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So excited to chat with you. So nearly a decade after selling Kate Spade, which you co-founded, you started Francis Valentine. So this is sort of your second act, if you will. So tell us a little bit about what it was like to start from scratch after building such an iconic brand. It was very different because it was a completely different environment. We had at Kate Spade, we had sold wholesale. We had our retail division. E-commerce was just a fraction of the business at the time. So cut to coming back into the business eight to 10 years later, e-commerce was king. And so we decided at the time, the best way to move forward was really through an omni-channel distribution. And so direct consumer e-commerce was really our focus when we started, which Yeah, no, I was gonna say absolutely. Yeah, Kate Spade had evolved into like so many things. And so to focus on one channel and really kind of hone in on that seems like a really smart way to kind of start and learn from everything you had done at that previous position. But at the time, so what was the white space in the fashion industry that you know you could fill with Francis Valentine? So you'd done something once going into it, what was the vision for this brand moving forward? You know, it was really 
things that we liked that we couldn't find. So mm. unique, colorful, beautifully well-made, crafted items that things that you would have in your closet forever that you could give to your kids that something that never goes out of style. It's really timeless and vintage inspired and just really beautiful. Something sometimes when you walk into a store and you just see something and you just have to have it. That's what we wanted every product to be like. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it definitely has that feeling of, of that vintage, unique kind of love that goes into every single piece is, is really beautiful. So you're Thank starting you. this new business. You obviously have a ton of relationships. Was there anything that surprised you going back in for your second time around? Anything that was maybe more challenging or easier than you expected? Again, the whole environment had changed. So I had a lot of learning to do because, you know, all of the, the platforms for e-commerce and, and all of the different customer pieces to that. It was, it was really looking at where the customer was and being where she is. So e-commerce was one of those things that I really had to learn a lot more about because I had taken time off and sort of really left the fashion industry for many years. So getting back into it, you kind of think, oh, I know everything, but <laughs> you don't because everything had changed. And wholesale really had drastically changed and really how people were shopping. So getting back into it, we thought we knew a lot, but I, I really had a lot to learn and I, I'm still learning, which is great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Things move very fast. Well, I, I should say things have moved very slow in fashion and then all of a sudden very fast, I think in right. terms of <laughs> the way things shift and move and, and the way things are done. So you, you mentioned you launched Francis Valentine as a digital first direct to consumer brand, much like Everlane and Reformation and things like that. For someone who's listening, who maybe is looking to break into the fashion space, would you recommend the direct to consumer model for entrepreneurs that are maybe starting out today? I think that's part of it. I think going solely that it's, it's really expensive and marketing is really expensive in that world. If you go all routes, if you really do a little bit of everything, do wholesale, do retail, if you can do e-commerce, like I think all of those components are very important. Yes. E-commerce is the driving force behind our business, but I think it's really important for brand awareness, for your brand to get out into other venues in wholesale, um, whether it be specialty stores or department stores, you know, whatever that is, I think it's, it's great. You also get a lot of feedback from wholesalers on your, on your products, which is really nice. And then as far as retail goes, welcoming people into your own world to show them exactly, you know, your brand is, is a really wonderful thing. And, and, communication with them is, is the best. Yeah. You've actually expanded beyond your website and opened several successful brick and mortar retail locations in New York, Florida, and Texas. So you explained a little bit about why retail is important, but why was it important for Francis Valentine to have re, uh, retail spaces? So for me and really for our whole team to welcome people into our home, because our stores really feel like a home. It feels like someone's living room, it, great music and, you know, comfortable furniture and great art. And just, you see the whole world, you see the, you get to touch and feel the product and you get to talk to people who are like friends. They're not really like salespeople. They are there to help you and they're really friendly and nice. And I just think going into your whole world, they get the feeling of the entire brand. So I think it's really important. And, you know, someone who might visit our Palm Beach store, she may not buy something that day, but she's going to go back to Cleveland and she'll buy online. So it's, it's really important to the whole business. 
Yeah, it's creating that brand sort of ethos acknowledgement, like how you get that experience. And then to your point, you can always capture them back on the website. But, you know, before you actually went into securing permanent brick and mortar spaces, you did some pop-up stores, one on Madison (laughs) Avenue, et cetera. So tell us a little bit, did you think that launching these pop-up shops was a good way to kind of determine what your strategy would be for a more permanent brick and mortar location? Exactly. Because every store we have started, except for Houston, has been a pop-up and we negotiated for a longer term lease. You know, it's a gamble because it's a lot of money to open a store, not just, you know, building it out, but committing to a long-term lease and the rent and the utilities. And there's always more than you think that it's going to cost. So we, we thought pop-ups were the way to go to start to make sure there was an appetite, you know, for our brand in that particular market. And within three months, we knew it was solid. It was good. So we you know, negotiated long-term leases in all those places. And it, you know, it's really paid off. I think pop-ups are the best way to test markets. Definitely. I totally agree. Because to your point, brick and mortar, very expensive. You're locked in for a long time and mm-hmm. you never know what could happen. So good way to kind of test the market. So let's get into the success of Francis Valentine. So you had doubled your revenue in the midst of the pandemic, which was not a great time for, for people in the fashion industry. So why do you think the brand experienced so much growth during that period? You know, I think during COVID people were so scared and so sad. And I think our products, we had, we had launched apparel half a year before. I think our, our apparel products and our handbags and, and sandals and shoes were just bright and happy. And it kind of brought people out of, out of the sadness at least it gave me hope to think that there were better days ahead, that there was something down the line, that there were going to be parties again, that I'd have a place to wear that caftan. And so I think our products were are, are very bright. They're happy. And our, one of our um, sayings around here is where what makes you happy. And I think people began to invest in their own happiness by purchasing some of our apparel. Yeah, absolutely. I think people were definitely buying things to look forward to, to getting those packages. There was this (laughs) hilarious meme that was like, during the pandemic, there was days where you got packages and days that you didn't. And the days that you didn't were very dark. And I I could totally relate to that. It was like, I was excited to get like an Amazon delivery with like dog treats in it that gave me something to do. But let's talk about 2021, obviously a whole new year coming off the success of 2020. What were your goals going into 2021, knowing that the marketplace was kind of bouncing back, kind of a weird year where we're like, are we out of this? Are we in this still? Like, how are we sort of like approaching this year? So how did you sort of look at it holistically? I was so excited about this year. And I think our team was really excited about this year. So we, we planned very aggressively, but it was an aggressive, but doable budget. And really in sticking to our five-year plan, which is hard to do, but you try. And, and so we've outpaced on revenue and growth and it's been really terrific. You know, just keep doing what we're doing and, and growing at a sustainable pace for us. We're still a pretty small team, but I think adding product categories has been one of the things that we really looked forward to this year. Uh, we added a few home products that our customers had really been requesting so, and hostess gifts, that kind of thing. So that, so that you not only come in to buy an outfit, but you come in to buy a birthday gift or a hostess gift and just things you love. Hey parents, Jacqueline here. Did you know that kids ages five years and older are now able to be protected from COVID-19 through vaccination? It's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Just make sure you get your answers from a reliable source, like your child's doctor or nurse. 
You can also visit the CDC website, cdc.gov, for additional information that you can trust, like how COVID-19 vaccines can protect your entire family. That's cdc.gov. Hi, it's your friend, Alexandra Potora. I don't know if you're ready for this, but if you are, take a listen to Backbone, Not Wishbone, a podcast about business, career, money, and of course, wellness, because what good is success if we're a bunch of fucking wrecks, right? I'm sharing the most granular and specific tips and tactics for success in business and achieving wellness. So come to Backbone, Not Wishbone, let's connect and let's succeed together. One thing I'm really excited to talk to you about is that you implement this old school marketing tactic that is very, very, very <laughs> successful to you. Let's talk about catalogs. So I obviously grew up like I remember getting the Delia's catalog and like freaking out and circling all the things I wanted. And it was like the highlight of my life. But this feels like it, you know, it does feel a little dated, but clearly not. You know, people are still actively shopping through catalogs. So tell us a little bit about your strategy there. So I also thought it was sort of a thing of the past catalogs and it was really our team who had discussed it and they kept bringing it up and kept bringing it up. And I finally relented and said, okay, we'll do the catalog. So this was in 2019 and, you know, catalogs, you really have to plan, shoot and lay out way in advance. So this was pre COVID pre even hearing the word COVID before. And we'd planned it for May of 2020. And so we had a, a few snafus with getting our production in. So we actually moved it to June of 2020, but it was the best thing we could have done. It was fortuitous that we had it planned because everybody was home and it just, it worked so well. It was just amazing. So we, we did another one that fall and then another one that holiday and we're putting out six in 2021 and probably going to continue on that path for the future. Wow. That's so amazing. Yeah. Those little fortuitous wins of 2020, you have to like think that there's a, a higher power somewhere that's looking out for you because it is so, so, so true. So how much of your budget currently goes towards your different marketing channels? So you, you have social media ads, I'm sure influencer marketing, content marketing, where are you focusing the majority of your attention? You know, a, a lot of our really best customer outreach is through email and SMS, but mm. as far as paid, it's, you know, it's all the social channels and then our catalog as well and influencers. So we, we really put the majority of our, our dollars behind that. And we, it's probably anywhere between 15 and 17% marketing spend. Yeah. So influencers. So are you focused on more of the macro influencers or because, you know, Kate Spade and, and this might have been after your time, but like notoriously celebrity driven. Right. So right. are you guys going to do anything in that space or are you more focused on micro influencers or macro influencers? Are you on TikTok? Like, how do you feel about the entire influencer ecosystem? I, you know, I actually love it. it it's really fun because it, in a way it harkens back to the editors of my day and, and during mm. Kate Spade you know, the editors were the ones you courted and you, you know, sent things to, and they were sort of the style icons and, and the influencers have become that of today. So, uh, we love all of them and, you know, talk to a lot of people, send out a lot of gifting to, to various people. And we really look at it very regionally too, because there are so many influencers that are really popular in certain regions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got friends everywhere and, you know, we, we talk to everybody all the time. Yeah, I love that. So I'm actually from Florida. So I grew up, mm -hmm. I went to high school, like in West Palm Beach. And you mentioned you have a Palm Beach 
which makes total sense. It's like a very Palm Beach brand, right? But like right. In, most people focus their attention on New York or LA influencers. And I think it's really interesting that you mentioned geography because there are so many incredible influencers that have massive followings in, in different areas that maybe your brand is really resonating with. So I think that's really great advice is to look beyond just the numbers and maybe ge- geography plays a role in that. It's so true because we, we, in fact, we were just, when we were opening our Houston store, we had about 10 influencers come and I got to talk to them and meet them and take pictures with them. It was really, really fun. And same thing in Florida. When we go to Florida, we have a lot of influencers there, you know, they're part of the community down there and, and that they're where our customers live. So it's, it's a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously the brand is super colorful and beautiful and has um, amazing designs, but how do you seek inspiration all the time? You know, I think like oftentimes things are moving so fast. There's so many new things. There's a lot on the internet. Like how are you exploring inspiration in, in this new world? You know, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things. It's, it's what I see all the time and people are probably the biggest inspiration. It's how they, what they're wearing, how they're wearing it, whether they're layering things and styling things. I love to look at people all the time, different cultures, you know, traveling, which has sadly not been, you know, part of what we've been doing lately, but travel is a big part of it. And then one of the biggest pieces of that is, is really vintage is a huge inspiration to us because we create such like classic styles that are, that are a little bit more modern. I I think looking back really speaks to uh, the the whole team here. And, you know, we look at the colors, we look at the prints, we look at the, the silhouettes and really draw a lot of inspiration from vintage pieces. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the people watching in New York is like the best and vintage in New York is, is really, really the best. It's great. Yeah, I went to NYU, had approximately zero dollars, <laughs> and I would just shop at all the vintage stores until people discovered them, and then right. the prices went up. <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was definitely the best the best time for I feel like New York vintage when I was there. But so, what are some trends you're looking at right now for next year? Like, what do you think some of the big trends are going to be for 2022? You know, we don't follow a lot of trends generally as far as our collections go. But it's so funny. I was looking in one of the magazines, I think it was Harper's, and we had hit five out of the seven trends this past year with different things. And it wasn't intentional at all. It was just things that we liked. So, you know, I think men's dressing is going to be really fun and and big. Great. I think it's already starting. Color for me is always on trend. I'm not a big wearer of black, although I, I used to be. I really focus on color and print. I think faux fur is going to continue to be big. And I think it's really important. I I hope that's not a trend. I hope it's something that, that really stays and gets utilized everywhere instead of real fur. You know, there, there are so many things that I see every day that I love and we don't really do trendy items because Mm. our pieces, we want to be in your closet for the rest of your life and, and to always love that piece instead of, you know, in the seventies, you could, you could look at a pair of bell bottoms and say, Oh my God, I can't believe I bought those. But Today, you know, we, we want the things that you bought 20 years ago to be as relevant then as they are now. Yeah. And I think they are. It's so funny seeing all the trends recircle back from like the nineties and, and all of those different things. Yeah. I do hope we never go back to low rise anything. I just feel like that was like, (laughs) 
bad for everyone. No one liked it. Let's move on from low rise. So how do you see the fashion industry evolving in the next five years? So much has changed in the past five years. You mentioned obviously faux fur, there's sustainability, there's uh, plus size fashion. There's so many things in the mix in the fashion industry. What are you like looking forward to seeing the fashion industry evolve into? I love that, uh, you know, it's changed so much like COVID really reset everything for everybody. And, and sadly, some, some businesses went out of business, but I think the ones who are here are here to stay. And it, it also makes room for newer companies to come into play. I think sustainability is huge and, and will continue to play a huge part in all of our businesses. The more manufacturers come up with new and better materials for us to use that are sustainable, the more we'll all use it, which is we get so excited when we get new materials and that are sustainable. It's really, really great. And I think that will happen across the board with everybody because it, you know, it has to, I think, you know, sizing more inclusive sizing for everybody will become more important. It certainly has for us. And, you know, I, I just think there's been a whole reset on how we all do business and it's a really good thing. It's gotten rid of a lot of the old school ways that has to be this way. And, you know, I think it's, it's completely open for new companies to come in and, and start fresh. I totally agree. Um, and I love to see these trends kind of continue on and, and you know, be able to to do that. So you've had this iconic career, co-founded Kate Spade, co-founded Francis Valentine. If you could go back to the beginning, your younger self with the knowledge you have now, what advice would you give yourself? Have more confidence, have more confidence mm. in myself and what I'm doing. And, you know, if, if there's something I don't know, to go to the people who do know and trust their opinion. The majority of it is not quite feeling like maybe feeling like an imposter at the beginning. And so you don't really go all the way with your ideas and opinions when you're actually, you're actually right. And you should stick to it and, you know, stick to your guns. As an entrepreneur, I'm always on the hunt for the best tools and tricks that will streamline success. It's actually part of the reason I started Create and Cultivate in the first place. I love everything from insightful advice to a new platform to a pro tip that improves, automates, or makes it easier to run my business. One of the best tools I've discovered out there is Shopify. Everyday Shopify provides a small business owner with the resources they need to sell their products and services to anyone at any time. Shopify is truly the all-in-one commerce platform needed to launch, run, and grow your business. Shopify has so many features that I love, but one of my favorites is that they offer an ever-growing suite of integration and apps. So this means you can reach your customers almost anywhere. I'm talking about Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and of course, the hottest platform right now we all know and love, TikTok. I also love getting into the nitty gritty of Shopify's detailed analytics to see how we're growing and what's helping us actually move the needle. From profit margins to conversion rates, we're always on the pulse of what is selling best or least so we can pivot and continue a trajectory of growth. Shopify is more than a storefront though. From on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and beyond, it offers the tools your business needs to succeed. That way, you don't have to compromise the important stuff like the passion that inspired you to launch your business in the first place. So if you're interested in giving it a go, which I absolutely highly recommend, go to shopify.com slash party, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to the Shopify suite of features. Grow your business today with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash party right now. That's shopify.com slash party for a free 14-day trial. And you will also get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Okay, now back to the episode. So what's next on tap for Francis Valentine? 
oh gosh, we have so much going on. It, it's just crazy. Uh, opening more retail stores, continuing the trajectory of our business right now. We just opened wholesale accounts for our apparel, which is really exciting to us. And, you know, really continuing to engage with our customers on every possible level that we can. As far as product categories, we're adding home. We have a huge home launch for entertaining pieces next summer, which I'm really excited about. And just, you know, continuing to add those categories organically as, as they feel right. Yeah, I feel like home is just going to be incredible for you guys because you have such a unique perspective that I think in the home category, that would be super, super fun. So excited to see what you guys do there. Let's wrap up with some sentence finishers. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. The three traits that got me to where I am today are? Hardworking, empathetic, and oh gosh, we'll go with those two. Okay. My (laughs) biggest, good enough. My biggest weakness is? Working too much. My biggest strength is? Uh, Probably seeing the big picture of things. The first lesson I learned the hard way as a business owner was? Trust, but verify. Ooh, love that. (laughs) My number one piece of financial advice for entrepreneurs is? Don't spend money you don't have. Another good one. And a a fellow entrepreneur I'd love to grab coffee with. You know, there's a woman I'd love to have coffee with, but she's no longer with us. It's Mary Tyler Moore. I know that's not your question, but she's such an icon to me. I loved everything she did. And, and she just stood for so much for women at the time when, when she was coming up. So it's Mary Tyler Moore. Listen, it's your decision. We, we support that. We love that. Thank you so much, Elise. Now I'm dangerously perusing Thank your you. site and probably going to buy a lot of things. So Yay, good, good. Well, what an incredible conversation. Can you tell all the work party listeners where they can follow uh, Francis Valentine online? Yes, it's francisvalentine.com is our website and FVNY for our Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. <laughs>